Welcome to the Lifelinks Podcast, a platform to amplify Latina voices, to validate their story, and engage the comunidad worldwide. I'm your host, Consuelo Crosby, and also creator of this content. If you would like to chat about what you've heard here today, then reach out to me through our website at thelinks.com. That's L-N-X-X. Or through our Instagram profile at Lifelinks. I'd love to listen and engage in whatever you have to say. Hola, chicas. Welcome to another episode of the Lifelinks podcast. So grateful to have you here every Wednesday to join the discussion in learning the stories of other Latinas, especially first gens, share our experiences, and find the commonality that runs between all of us, regardless of where our parents came from, regardless of where we were born, regardless of whether we speak the language or not, there is a huge commonality that we should hold on to in order to realize just how big our community is and therefore never to feel alone in what you're going through. Honestly, it is just soul-filling to speak with women And at the end of this conversation, realize like, wow, both of us feel so validated, validated in being heard, validated in being able to support someone that you know exactly what they're going through. And ultimately to laugh at the end of it, to laugh at the absurdity of what we went through, because we have come out on the other side or are in the process of coming out on the other side, so much further ahead than our peers. And it is difficult. It is most definitely difficult, and we emphasize that. We are not mitigating the struggle that we have to live through. Not at all. But you have to love the Latina humor in getting through it, or the Latina emotional compassion of being there for each other which is what Linda Gonzalez was speaking to in last week's episode. And I really want to bring that back around again. This is one of our pod club episodes where we reflect back on last week's episode to really absorb what was being said and how it applies to all of us, especially with Linda's thoughts, because the whole focus of her expertise, of her coaching, of her book breaking through your own glass ceilings. The whole focus is for us to self-reflect and realize not only the external, in her words, external glass ceilings that the system has in place that we don't even realize because it is just our given day until someone like Linda will come out and say, no, 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 no. That's not professional, that's not unbiased, that's not in your favor. And boy, once that hits, once you reframe that thought, I gotta admit, you get a little angry. You get a little miffed. But like Linda says, you don't stop with that. She emphasizes you alone cannot change hundreds of years of oppression by this system. So don't put your energy there. That's not where 
your success is going to come from. So what she brings up next is the internal glass ceiling. Now, this really blew my mind. And I'm wondering if any of you have heard this before, because I haven't. Internal glass ceilings. I mean, think about that for a long time. Internal glass ceilings, Linda says, are those that we have created for ourselves based on our experiences, based on our experiences out in the system that is not meant to support or provide success for us, based on our cultural upbringing that has, (laughs) as you know from this podcast, so many different facets affecting especially first-gen here in the U.S., that mm, internal struggle, that confusion of identity because of the culture being one thing in the house, going out of the house, being another thing, and having to code switch. Thank you, Violetta. Thank you, Linda. Another term that I had never heard before. Code switching to ultimately be in your 30s going, wait a minute, who am I? (laughs) So those glass ceilings, those internal glass ceilings are barriers that we subconsciously have put in place as we consume what's being fed us growing up. And again, as Linda states, it creates this mentality A boy, I can speak to this And I know many of you can speak to this and have spoken to this on our podcast. But there's this commonality of thinking that we can do it all. And that actually it's our responsibility and expectation to be able to do it all. Is this sounding familiar? Right? All that exhaustion for many of the guests on this podcast and many of our listeners, from childhood, you have been doing it all, whether it's translation, whether it's navigating the system for the family, especially firstborn daughters. Oh, my Lord. Figuring out the school system, figuring out how to get to college, figuring out completing college, not only with the bachelors, so many of the guests and listeners have double masters, PhDs, and yet still experience that wage gap that has Latinas working almost a complete other year to have equal pay to a white man. And one thing that Linda brought up that I just, ooh, this stuck in my jaw. It's that cold water, that what? Awakening? It's so great to learn this from our really amazing guests. I am so grateful for everything that it said. I listen to these episodes over and over again just to have it sink in. Luckily, I can do that when I'm editing. And sometimes I feel like, oh, gosh, I should have asked this. I should have asked that. And if you're in that position, go ahead. Throw those questions out to me and let's get them answered. We have very generous guests who want to help the entire Latina comunidad to really come to terms with what we've been through and leave it behind. 
As Linda says, let's shatter those glass ceilings. Let's work on the internal ones first, because those are the ones that we have control over. So one recommendation of breaking through these internal glass ceilings, this idea that I have to do it all, is to first say, well, no. No, we don't. We are always expected to, but we do not have to do it all. And for sure, if I make this an E rating on the episode, I would say, for shit sure, we do not have to do this for free. But the expectation is always there for free. And we joke about it, right? We joke about being the person to navigate the system, being the person to contact the professionals that your parents need, being their caregivers, being the family givers, being the social. We kid about doing it all, but in reality, if a person does not have you, because here's our commonality, right? Does not have a person like you that can do 10 different professional things, including being the nurturers, being the lovers, being the warriors, if they don't have someone like you, they have to pay individuals to be that for them. And those individuals don't come packaged with 10 and 20 professional capacities like our listeners. No, those individuals can do one thing. You can have the caretaker. But then you're going to have someone else working with the professionals. And you're going to have someone else analyzing the documents. And you're going to have someone else picking up the children, helping them with their homework, right? Who has tutors? You see what I'm talking about? We got so used to doing it all from our childhood that we never stopped to self-reflect and realize that we placed our own limitations. We placed it on ourselves. Because we can't get to the life we really want because we're helping all these other people. And it's not because we can't say no. It's because the expectation is there. And if you do say no, you could become the bad person. Linda speaks to this directly. So one way she suggested, and I love this one, and I thought about it all week long, if you say yes to one thing, if you say yes to X, then it is taking away from something else. You don't have the time to do everything. Something is taking the hit. And as first-gen Latinas, or as Latinas in the comunidad, as the oldest daughters, that one thing is you. So if you're saying, yes, I'll help you translate that document, I'll help you understand what that lawyer is saying, that time, that free, non-compensated time is taking away from what you personally would rather be doing. Now, whether that's your career, whether that's cafecito with your amigas, whether that's lying down and resting for your own good, that's what we're doing. And there is the internal glass ceiling to living the life we want. 
Oh, I tell you, Linda blew my mind. Talk about shattering. I think my mind shattered. I hope you all realize how powerful this is, this self-reflection that Linda is amazing at. Like you've heard on last week's episode, she has been in self-reflection mode since her elementary school. And she journaled and she wrote, which she was born to be a writer, but she's more than that. She has this vision of ownership of self, of living this very large life. Like you heard her in the episode, right? She's a sports enthusiast. She's a trainer. She loves kayaking, yoga, tennis. She played soccer. Even the first girls allowed to play soccer in the U.S. That was her. She studies Catholicism, Christianity, Buddhism. She studies the culture of the ancestors, the modern day. She's an author. That large life can occur because she has taken the process of breaking through these internal glass ceilings and being able to say, no, I'm not going to do this because I'm doing this and this will further me along in my happiness, in my spirituality, in my self-care, in my profession, all those facets of happiness that we have to keep in balance to stay joyful and living for ourselves. I know each one of us has some just really great examples of both external glass ceilings they've hit and internal glass ceilings. So I'd love to hear what these are. I'd love all these examples because honestly, every time Linda came up with one, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I had no idea I was considering that and how that was holding me back. I could see it in other people, but I could never see it for myself. So I'll give you a couple examples of what I've lived through. But I really saw it with how people interacted with my mother. Now, my mother's from Peru. And when I was a teenager, my mother is very, um, we have a matriarchal family. So my mother was in charge of the corporation. She was bilingual when she came here because she worked at the British Embassy in Peru, which just blows my mind because I don't know why she even went that route. I, she knew something, I guess. So she was the decision maker in our family. She was the financial decision maker, the opportunist decision maker, the social decision maker, you name it. My father would go along, but he stayed silent because he really had nothing he could contribute. So this one time, it was at the house, and my mother wanted a project done on the property. And she had a contractor come out to do a walkthrough of what it would look like, what her thoughts were, and have him get a feel for it so that he could give an estimate on the project. Now again, my mother, bilingual, would be the one who would edit the engineering reports that my father and the employees would write. My mother the first language Spanish speaker was editing the English engineering reports. Fascinating, right? So she knew what she was talking about. And so she's guiding the contractor through. 
And at some point, the contractor's realizing, why is this woman, obviously speaking with an accent, petite, why is she telling me what to do? And I was with them at the time this happened. Anytime my mom asked a question, the contractor would turn to my dad and respond, right? I know that happens to many of you now, especially at work, right? You are speaking and asking questions in a meeting and the person doesn't respond directly back to you. They respond to other people they would expect to have that knowledge or that intelligence, right? So after a while, my mom gets really bent and she calls the guy out. She's like, no, I'm asking the question. Respond back to me, please. I, I need the answer. Okay, this part's going to kill you. The man turns to my father. I swear this happened. He turns to my father and he says, Joe, get your woman under control. Oh, my Lord. Now, me being the advocate for my mom since a very little person, especially within our family and then further out in the professional world, oh, I was shocked. I was 17 and just shocked. You've got to be kidding. And my dad, he didn't defend my mom. He just kind of laughed it off. Well, obviously that man was not hired. But that is the glass ceiling. That is the external glass ceiling that we are operating under all the time. And when it's happening, what Linda's suggesting is that we do not, therefore, internalize behavior and respond to it. Right? Creating a glass ceiling, an internal glass ceiling, may have been that, oh, I shouldn't speak. I should let my husband speak. Or, oh, I shouldn't speak because I have an accent. Or, I should fit into the system. And again, <laughs> actually, I love Linda. <laughs> Linda in her own life was never having that. Never having that. Now, my mom didn't create her own glass ceiling at that point. She didn't adopt that behavior. She didn't hire the guy. She went and found someone who would respect her for who she was as a person and for her intelligence and what she wanted and her knowledge. But that experience for myself, being an observer to it, created my own internal glass ceiling. You know why? Because in that moment, I realized with, you know, a somewhat mature mind at 17, that the system would crush people like my mom and therefore people like me. And that I had to advocate for my mother so she wouldn't get crushed. Because I could see she's the one who had the power. She's the one who was creating the success and the wealth for the family. So of course you want to advocate for that, regardless of gender, regardless of relationship. But when you start bringing in, okay, she's your mother, she's a woman, she's a woman from Peru, she is the vision of what I am becoming, this is how the system will treat me, 
Yeah, that created, I would go beyond a glass ceiling. I think that was a pretty much a concrete cap to how I viewed myself in relation to her and how I would have to remain be an advocate and an ally for her. And by doing so, taking away from my own life and the life that I wanted for myself. Because in my rationale, she had given us everything, absolutely everything, which is truth. And whereas my siblings won't own it, my siblings declare themselves self-made. Ah, oh, no. They got free loans. They got loans they never paid back. It's like, why didn't you go to the bank? Why didn't you pay the interest? No. I stayed with that concrete ceiling in place to the day she died. And then did it all over again for my dad because I saw the same thing. Even as a white man, I saw how eager people were to take advantage of him. And again, having to advocate, having to be an ally, because you don't want it to happen to yourself. You want to fight the system. And it's only now I realize, wow, there is a way to do both. There is a way to stay true to your soul, true to who you are, and still advocate for yourself first. Break that internal glass ceiling that has you held back in your self-worth, in your self-value, in living the life you want. Oh, I just love that episode. If you haven't listened to the episode, you can obviously catch it on your favorite streaming platforms, Apple or Spotify. It's also on our website at thelinks.com. That's L-N-X-X. And you can catch the other articles we write as a synopsis of what our guests have talked about if you don't have time to read the transcripts. But you can listen to the episode and then read the articles. And in the articles, you will have the links to their contact information, to their websites, and to any other information that they shared. For instance, we have links to Linda's book there. So easy. Read the article, click through the links, find the book. We all need this book. And reach out to Linda personally. If you're not already in one of her circles, I would genuinely be shocked. Linda's life is the ultimate Venn diagram of circles. It's amazing. And if you can get into that inner core of her Venn diagram, wow. Wow. You too will be living that very large life. Now, we're rapidly approaching the end of Scorpio season. So I just want to give a shout out to all of our Scorpio sisters out there. We had so many as guests, and they all tended to be November Scorpios. So if there's any October Scorpios out there that can keep me company and flush out this comunidad of our Scorpios, let me know. As we're heading into next week, the Thanksgiving holiday, oh boy, catch our social media. You never guess where I'm going and what I'm going to be doing. I'll give you a little hint. I'm going someplace I've never been before in the U.S. And I'm going to something that my daughter has never done before. Is that enticing? 
take a look. And next week will be a really fun episode. I thought about everyone's going to be so busy and distracted, maybe they won't listen. And I'll just have one of gratitude. Oh, but then one of our guests, Dawn Walsh, she has such a fun business. And I was so excited. I thought, oh my goodness, all the listeners will want to learn about Dawn Walsh and her business, the Puzzle Culture Box. Dawn has subscriber boxes. Oh yeah, I'm not going to tell you too much. It is so enticing. But if you want to see a little sneak peek, check out our LifeLinks social media on Instagram. Next week, you'll hear her story about her cultural upbringing and how that influenced her life and how it got her to her present day. And when she said, you know what? And broke through her own internal glass ceiling and realized that her life was headed on a different path and oh, the beauty of it. You're going to love it. So take a look on our social media at LifeLinks. Continued happy birthdays to all the Scorpio sisters out there. And check out our website for the article on Linda or any of our other guests we've had. We have an amazing community of strong, intelligent women throughout the world. We'll catch you next week. Step into your truth, ladies. Ciao. Really appreciate the time you take to rate and review the podcast. Get the backstory and what you've heard here today and reach out to us at thelinks.com. That's L-N-X-X. Because it's about time, it's about us. Stay in the groove on our social media at LifeLinks and get ready to make your move, ladies. Viva!